What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. We are talking injury updates on today's podcast. Leading out of the All-Star break, who's injured, who's coming back, we'll let you know. Let's go. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. We are talking injury updates, as I mentioned earlier. My name is Mitchell Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA and on Instagram at Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball. Joined as always, the guru himself, Callum Mack. How are you, man? Um, yes, doing well inside, undercover. Um, avoiding some of the the flash flooding happening throughout Australia these days. Yeah, yeah, lots lots of rain, lots of rain to come as well uh, as we're we're deep in the wet season over here. But um, uh, look, I don't mind as long as uh, it keeps the the temperatures down uh, up here in Brizzy. You can get a bit hot. Yeah, that's it. Look, we'll have to have a shout out to Steph Curry because that's wet, boy. Um, All Star <laughs> Weekend. I just want to. I just wanted to slide that in there. Sixteen that was three a great, pointers. It was a, kind of just, like that was a great transition. <laughs> <laughs> it flowed, man. Flowed. Yeah, yeah. Not stretched at all. But yeah, big big All-Star <laughs> weekend. We got together and watched a bit of the All-Star Saturday uh, night, which, uh, you know, the dunk contest. Well, let's let's touch on it real quick. Uh, probably not the best dunk contest we've ever seen in the world. But uh, hey, we, we got to have some laughs and, and catch up. And it was, it was good for all the wrong reasons, I, I'll, I'll say. Yeah, it, it was funny. Like, we honestly still had a good time about it. We just kind of made fun of it uh, yeah. for what it was. One of the worst dunk contests that we've had, sadly. Um, yeah. I, look, I'd, I'd like to see maybe Jalen Green get into it again um, and just try some other dunks because whatever he was doing that time, obviously, it failed quite heavily. But maybe a bit more practice. Um, I don't know. But uh, in the end, look, Obi, I think Obi did win it. Uh, and I was kind of happy right. that he got the title. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I think his dunks were, were creative and obviously if he'd got them a few more on the on the first go, it would have been a bit more impressive. But yeah, I don't know, man, this dunk contest. Like 2016, like Levine and Aaron Gordon, it's, it's strung me along for these past like five or six years and I'm hoping we'll get something close to that. But I don't know, it's probably a bit of fool's hope. I, I reckon let's just get the pro dunkers in there and I don't know, do, do something like that. But Anyway, let's uh, let's not worry about the All Star Weekend because I don't know if anyone has the answer to that. Let's uh, move on to the rest of the fantasy season, and usually around this time of the year, we like to have a bit of an update on all the injuries and things like that because we're getting really close to our our fantasy playoffs. We're going to have to make some hard decisions, some hard cuts, some hard holds. Um, you know, our fantasy playoffs in our leagues is is literally next week. Some uh, fantasy playoffs will be starting the week or two after that, um, but. We've got to make some calls. So let's let's start with a few of the obvious ones. Some of the ones that are either confirmed out for the season or that we are suspecting are going to be out for at least the fantasy season, um, maybe coming back right at the end of the regular season in the NBA or for the playoffs for their teams. Uh, we've got a list here. I'll go through about five players. Damian Lillard. I'm also suspecting Paul George is out for the season. Bradley Beal is confirmed out for the season. Uh, Norman, po- Norman Powell has not been confirmed out for the season, but... Broken foot. I don't think he's coming back in time for our fantasy playoffs. And Gordon Howard, uh, sorry, Gordon Haywood, I should say, is also someone who I suspect to be out for the fantasy uh, playoffs. Maybe he might sneak back in for the regular season, but uh, I don't think he's someone that we can afford to hold. Uh, do you disagree with any of those guys, or, or have you seen anything that makes you think that there's like a chance that they might come back? Uh, maybe some of those bigger names, Cal, or, or what are your thoughts? Um, the, the only guy that, that is a... A possible chance would be Paul George. Yeah. Um, he could slide in there. He's actually getting another MRI on his elbow. Um, I think that's tomorrow, February 25th in America. Um, and, and things could change after that. So keep an eye on him and, and his update. Um, for now, obviously, you just kind of assume that he is out indefinitely. So we're waiting that update. Yeah. Um, and, and in the meantime, the usual suspects like Luke Kennard and Marcus Morris and, and those kind of guys will um, wreak the benefits as they have been. Yeah, so you're you're not ready to drop uh, Paul George or anything just yet. You're still waiting to till we hear some more information, um, especially if obviously the playoffs haven't started yet for for any leagues. But um, hopefully, we'll have a bit more information soon. Yeah, I think that's right. I think in about forty eight hours you'll be able to make the call on PG. But yeah, otherwise those those other names: Dame Lil, um, Norm Powell, uh, Bradley Beal. Unfortunately, like I have Bradley Beal on one of my teams. Uh, unfortunate, but yeah, he's just gonna have to be cut, and and I'm not hopeful at winning that one. Yeah, yeah, no, in that league, you, you've been struck fairly hard by the injury bug, unfortunately. So, uh, uh, pull my glass out for you. Uh, yeah, I think I agree with Paul George. I think obviously, I, I think he's going to. I think we are going to learn that he is going to be out for the season. So I'm, I'm maybe jumping the gun a little bit earlier here, but you know, there there is a chance that that he he does come back. Obviously, the Clippers don't have their pick, so they're trying to do whatever they can to get into the playoffs and you know make something of this season, um, but. A lot of things are not going their way. Uh, they've got a lot of injuries over in their roster, so you know there's no real need to force Paul George to come back. But I would agree, someone of that talent, someone who you've probably picked either first or second in your fantasy um, draft, you're just going to hold on to them. Nothing really you can do, but just I'd be preparing myself to be without him in your fantasy playoffs if you've managed to make it that far, if you've managed to draft him. And and maybe Bradley Beal as well, who was definitely a combo that we uh, we liked at the start of the season and I, I did in one of my uh, teams. And, 
Yeah, didn't go so well for me. Uh, let's go on to... Uh, we're going to go break them down to teams, um, some of the big keynote players. We might not get to every injury in this video slash podcast today, but just sort of touching on the ones that we deem the most relevant. But if there's any other questions you guys have about injuries, drop them down in the comments on the YouTube uh, video. And while you're there, give us a little sneaky thumbs up. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about the... Yeah, there's a thumb there, Cal. Uh, let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons. Bit of news today that... Bit of optimism that they might be returning soon. Um, they, I think the direct quote was, um, he would, they wouldn't expect them back within the next three or four days, but uh, knowing those guys, we wouldn't rule it out. Um, so, positive news. I was expecting Kevin Durant to be out a little bit longer. Ben Simmons, who knows? Um, but it sounds like there's a possibility that they might be returning, uh, probably not this week, but maybe sometime next week. Uh, so, just in time for the fantasy playoffs for most uh, leagues. Yeah, that, that's kind of like what I'm thinking as well. Um, Durant should make it just in time. May miss a bit of the first matchup. Um, so fingers crossed it's not too prolonged. Um, ben Simmons, probably, yeah, similar timeline. I, like, I'm not too sure. Like, it could be one of those week-by-week week things, and, and he may let you down. Um, there is a bit of a legal battle that he has to somewhat keep in mind, um, and maybe jumping on the court may not be in his interest to, to rush it. But apparently he's ramping up. Apparently he's getting ready to play. Yeah. So... If, at this point, science point um, to a pretty positive outcome for you. Yeah, the good news about Ben Simmons is obviously he's not actually injured. So he's like, well, he doesn't have any physical injuries or anything like that. Um, so once he is back, you would expect that he should be able to hit the ground running. Now, he might take a little bit of time to get used to his new team and playing with his new teammates. Maybe his conditioning might be a bit subpar. But uh, in terms of like uh, a minute's load or anything like that, I'm not too worried about Ben Simmons from that point of view. Um Kevin Durant, obviously, he's their prized possession. So I, I do imagine that he might take a bit of like ramping up once he is back. The minutes might be uh, limited. So do keep that in mind um, and make sure you stay out looking out on the news in terms of what their plan is with that. But, you know, it's Kevin Durant. Even in limited minutes, he's probably going to be better than your worst player on, the, on your bench. So um, I would be pretty keen to activate him pretty much as soon as he's he's good to go. Um, who does this hurt, and what does this do to the rotation once these guys come back uh, over in Brooklyn, Cal? Um, I, I guess the main guys reaping the benefits would be, I mean, Lawakas Aldridge has kind of been, at times, uh, the number one option on the team. Um, even Cam Thomas has had a pretty good run. So yeah. those guys would be potential drop targets uh, with both these guys back, Kevin Durant yeah. and Ben Simmons. I would still expect maybe Lamarcus Aldridge to hold a bit of his um, overall um, fantasy value. Cam Thomas probably would point to more of a, a drop candidate yeah. uh, unless, you know, obviously Kyrie is out for some of those home games. Yeah, I think I think you can you you can use the Kyrie, like, um, schedule to your advantage and, and, and see what's going on with Cam Thomas. But, yeah, I think... As well as him, I think obviously Mills and Seth Curry and all those guys that are putting up points and handling the ball uh, are going to lose value. They're, they're still probably going to be putting up threes, maybe a, like trickle of, of some decent points and free throw percentage there. But it's it's they're all fairly shallow fantasy players anyway. So as soon as you get that usage um, hit, their value kind of just evaporates into nothing and they're really just like those three-point streamers um, on any given nothing go off, but consistently they're not really reliable players. So I think all of those guys take a hit. I think LaMarcus Aldridge is probably the safest of the ones we mentioned, but like you said, 
their center rotation. Like Nicholas Claxton hasn't been playing the last few games. That might change. They they flip the coin every every other time they go out to the court. So um, again, not the most reliable player. But for now, I'd, I'd still be holding on to Mark Soldridge. Uh, let's talk about another big name uh, in the fantasy um, world, Anthony Davis. Uh, just before the All-Star game, just before the All-Star break, mid-foot sprain, and it's confirmed that he's out for at least four weeks. Um, so that's when they're going to reevaluate him, which basically confirms that he's out of the playoffs for fantasy. Um, just because he's reevaluated in four weeks doesn't mean he's back in four weeks. So it's probably longer. It's probably more like five, six weeks. Um, so unless you're completely healthy and you've got no other injuries and you've just got an IR spot sitting there, um, I think you basically have to drop Anthony Davis, uh, which is unfortunate news for you there, Callum, who's uh, fighting to get that last spot in the playoffs. You currently sit in the playoffs right now, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, look, I'm going to hold on to him. I don't want to be that guy that drops him. Um, and then I feel like in my league, if someone picks him up and he's there in like the finals week, that that team should just win. And uh, <laughs> it could be a ruining the league kind of move. So well, I don't know. based on that, look, we have good mates in our league, as you're aware. Um, I think I will hold on to him now and, and have some hope that he may return in maybe two or three weeks. And if I make it that far, it's unlikely. Um, but for the advice to the fantasy world out there, um, it's unfortunate. But I, I guess at this point, if you drop him, um, I don't blame you. Uh, you're recommending that he is dropped, Mitch. I, I, I think so. Like, I think if you've got... It's at this time of the year, it's not about the best player that like takes priority on your IR spot. It's about who's returning the soonest. And uh, like, say you've got, I don't know, someone like, I don't know, we're going to talk about it a bit earlier, a bit later, sorry, but someone like uh, Alex Caruso, for example, versus an Anthony Davis. Like, Caruso sounds like he's going to be back before Anthony Davis. So I'd almost just rather keep Caruso on my IR, sacrifice Anthony Davis because. There's, there's every chance in the world that I'm not going to get to use him. I might be out of the playoffs by that time. So it's all about survival at this time of the year. And especially for someone like yourself, who where you're on the fringe of the playoffs, you're not guaranteed a spot in there. I would be totally... like I don't think it would ruin our, our league at all from a... from a uh, uh, What's the word? Like a moral standpoint or, or a fairness standpoint. I think I think you're in every every right to drop Anthony Davis because I think it is the best thing for your team if you need to do it. Yeah, and, and it's the fact that it's reevaluated in four yeah, weeks as well. It's not confirmed these back in four weeks. Well, yeah, that, it's just, it's a bit of a blow. Um, it, it definitely hurts. Yeah, it's it's a sucky one. And Anthony Davis, he keeps I keep trying to stick my neck out for him. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, he just gets these weird injuries, but yeah, he just doesn't seem to be able to stay healthy. And uh, this Lakers team is not going anywhere anytime soon. So let's move on from Anthony Davis. Let's talk about another really unfortunate news. Uh, guy's been healthy for a, a little while now, but Chris Paul has had a right thumb avulsion fracture, and he's out for six to eight weeks, uh, which is confirmed basically the entire rest of the fantasy season. So he's a drop. No ifs or buts about it. He's already been dropped in our league. Um, I did tweet this out, but I think Campaign is a must-roster player. He's been confirmed that he's coming back the first game after the All-Star break, so that's good news. We weren't sure at the, at the time, but he looks like he's coming back, and I think Campaign is going to be the big beneficiary here. Um, do you see it any way different, Cal? Um, I think that's how it's going to go. I definitely campaign should be picked up in, in every league right now. Um, he will give you assists, threes, points. Steals. Um, he, he's definitely a must take. Um, I'll just give a bit of a, uh, I'll, I'll just nod my hat to Chris Paul. Great season. Um, it's unfortunate he didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. 13th on a per game basis. When you take in the value of um, total games played as well, he's the third ranked player. So yeah. 
Um, tremendous season for him. Um, really unfortunate for fantasy owners. Um, if you had a Chris Paul, Anthony Davis pairing, I feel for you. It's not your year. Yeah, yeah, no, that sucks. Uh, I mean, yeah, he was a good pick up on, up until then. It's just it's just the timing of the injury. Like if you had this injury a couple of months ago, it's it's no big deal. I mean, it's obviously sucks, but it's just obviously the worst timing for this sort of thing to happen. And uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully you can overcome it. But that's a big hit to your assists and steals there. So um, see see how you go. But campaign, uh, obviously, the guy that had the the Chris Paul player in our league picked up campaign. So at least he salvaged it a little bit, and, and hopefully he can. He can make it work, but I know his team's been hit pretty hard by injury as well. Uh, let's move on to the next player. Now, James Harden. What What are your thoughts? What have you heard about James Harden and when he's coming back? Uh, I would have to assume it's not too far away, um, but what, what, have you heard anything different or, or more concrete timetable than, than I have? No, not really. I'm kind of considering him like a day by day. Um, he's yeah. at the left hamstring. He, he has been... Um, you know, there's been videos of, of him warming up and being in some kind of drills w- with the Sixers. So I, I'm, I'm assuming that, it, yeah, a day-by-day thing. So for fantasy owners, you've got to keep hold of him for now. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Obviously, you keep hold of him now. Um, he's someone who, look, I reckon he probably could have played before the All-Star game, but I reckon he had to, like, kind of save face a little bit. Like, just, you know, it, it would have been a bad he look. He was the last pick in the draft, right? <laughs> I think he was a bit um, bit hurt by that. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think, like, the whole way it went down, like, obviously, he had this, like, hamstring injury. Uh, he might have had a little bit of a tight hamstring or something like that. He's had hamstring issues in the past. So, you know, maybe the injury was there, but it's, it, the timing was all just very suspect. So, look, I think there's there's definitely a scenario or a possibility that the, the, the hamstring injury wasn't too legit. He got traded. It would have been really suspect if he played the first game back after the trade. So he's trying to save face a little bit. You know, the all-star games around the corner. Let's just, you know, I've had my rest now and, and now I'm ready to go. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he rocks up the first game after the all-star break or maybe one or two games later. So uh, I, I think he's right around the corner. Um, who's this going to hurt on the uh, Philadelphia 76 when James Harden does come in? Um, I think the biggest suspect will be Wee Maxi. He'll, yeah. he'll be taking the ball out of his hands. Um, the roster isn't super deep on, on the guards, but I guess so. Maxi probably will get staggered some minutes. Um, so I keep hold of him yeah. and see what happens for now. But I think obviously overall it will be a net um, negative for him. Yeah, I think I, I agree. I don't think you should drop uh, Tyrese Maxi when when James Harden comes in. Keep a hold of him, but. You know, when you get to the playoffs, you might find that Tyrese Maxey is one of your worst two or three players. And at that point, then it might be more valuable streaming that position, um, depending on how close your matchups are and what categories and things you need in category leagues. So um, just just keep that in mind. You won't have too long to evaluate it in the playoffs. So it's going to be a bit tight. Uh, but hopefully uh, James Harden comes back soon so you can at least have a look and see how that works. I also think that Tobias Harris gets a bit of a hit as well, um, going from the second option down to the third um, what do you think about Joel Embiid? Do you think Joel Embiid still is just the man there, or are we seeing more James Harden ISO ball? What, what do you think? How do you think that's going to work out? Um, I think he will get affected negatively um, because, because James Harden does demand the ball, and and Joel Embiid he's leading the league in points right now. He's uh, he's up there in usage as well. Yeah. So you, 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 you have would to hope. say that's going to drop down. Yeah, you you would hope that he's still the number one guy though. Like surely James Harden's okay being the the second banana in that in that uh, offense. So I'm not too worried about um, Joel Embiid. There's nothing you can do about it anyway. So I think you should expect a similar level of production with maybe just a slight hit in points. Um, 
but I think I think he'll be okay. Let's talk about Shea Gilgis Alexander, everyone's favorite shutdown uh, candidate. I think he's going to be coming back. I don't think he's going to be shut down. The good news is he he posted on Instagram, and on Instagram he posted in quotation marks, "Be back soon." Um, so that's not any kind of firm timetable or anything like that, but it's uh, it's good news. I, I think it means that hopefully he's not going to be shut down. Now we've seen like be back soon or he'll be back in a minute before and all these other things. So it's, it, you know, it might still be a week or a couple of weeks away, but it's, it is overall positive because we were considering him to be a bit of a shutdown risk. It, it probably would have been a bad look if they did it two years in a row. So I, I am confident he's going to come back at some point. Um, so I would be holding on to him if I can. Um, what, what are your thoughts on, on Shay there, Cal? Yeah, I agree. You got to hold on to him. Um, it was only a right ankle sprain. We just know with the history of the OKC yeah. Thunder. Um, but they've lost enough games at this point that they're obviously going to get a high draft pick. I, I think it's in their interest to give him some run with Josh Giddy. Um, just get some chemistry. So he will be playing. He may rest games here yeah, and there. That's, that's something to be aware of. Uh, this deal rest here and there. Um, and talking Josh Giddy, unfortunately, he probably will be the guy that takes the biggest hit. I, I didn't realize. How much of a step forward it would take with uh I called it, man. I told I told you. I, I, I he, did say that one. He was killing it. So that was a big shout out to, to Money Mitch there. Well done, well played. Um he's been killing it. Uh triple doubles, twenty-four points. Um shout out to the Aussie, uh yeah. Josh Giddy. But unfortunately, yeah, look, the value will drop down. Um it certainly it only makes sense because Shea obviously demands the ball a fair bit. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Obviously, they're still going to be cautious. He's still going to rest games. And, like, if he's got a little niggle or soreness, like, he'll sit out and things like that. He probably will have his minutes limited coming back and all these sort of things. So he's going to be annoying to own. But if you can take any positive away, I'm I'm more confident that he's not going to be shut down after after seeing that little bit of information. Let's move on to the Chicago Bulls. They've got a few guys that we've got to talk about. Zach Levine, first of all. Uh, thank God it sounds like we've avoided a serious injury. He obviously flew over to LA, I think it was, and got scans and a second opinion and all these sort of things. But he's going to play through. I think he had a, a cortisone injection. Um, so he should be good to go, if not the first game after the playoffs. Uh, sorry, after the All-Star break. Uh He'll only miss one or two more games and should be good for your fantasy playoffs. So that's all good. Alex Caruso looks like he's beating his timetable. Um, he was initially sort of out the same amount of time as Lonzo Ball, but it looks like Caruso is going to come back a bit before uh, Lonzo. So whilst he's still probably a couple of weeks away, he might not be someone who's worth like stashing. I would just be keeping an eye on him um, unless you've got a completely healthy roster, which, you know, at this part of the year, it's, it's quite rare. But I think he's someone just to keep an eye on. Would you would you be willing to stash Caruso if you were you know desperate for steals or or what are your thoughts on him in terms of a uh, someone to keep an eye on? Yeah, pr- probably not uh, unless you were doing a, a build where steals are critical for you yeah. to win um, some of those heavy guard lineups, for example, and then you just have to win the the steals. Then you know fair enough. But otherwise, I don't quite think it's um, worthy to stash him um, just because that's really the only category he he does. Um, yeah, maybe a little bit of assists, but yeah, again, it's not anything crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. Zach Levine, he should be back. So I'm hyped for that. Um, yeah, let's go on this Bulls run. I'm actually all on the hype train. Yeah, well, I'm I'm thankful too because he's in my lineup, and I also had Lonzo Ball in my team, so I couldn't I couldn't afford another Chicago Ball <laughs> to get taken away from me. Um, so uh, that that's a good news for my team. Uh, Lonzo Ball looks like he's still another you know three to four weeks away. Um, 
He's someone who obviously was, was doing really well prior to the, the injury. Um, keep an eye out. But again, it's going to be one of those cases that if you need to drop him, if you've got other players that are injured that are coming back sooner, when you get into the playoffs, you want to have a, as many healthy bodies as you possibly can. So if you need to, uh, you've got my go-ahead to drop him. Um, if you can hold on to him, I, I do like I love Lonzo Ball. He's one of my he's one of my my guys in in fantasy and has been for many years. But it it is tough, especially when you get to fantasy playoffs, to to hold those dead weights, especially when we're we're thinking that they're going to be out for a little while longer. Um, what are your thoughts about Lonzo? Have you heard anything more about his uh, return from injury? No, not really. I think you summed it up um, uh, probably as best you can. Um, Fingers crossed he returns to soon. Those steals are elite. Uh, five and a half rebounds, five assists. Fits that punt field goal build that you have working on your team yeah, so well. The threes. He's also giving you good blocks for a guard. He's just, he's just yeah. a good fantasy player all across the board. Um, always criminally underrated. Uh, let's move on to the Indiana Pacers. A few little murky things in this uh, roster, but it looks like they've got a couple of their guys coming back. Miles Turner and Malcolm Brogdon. Um, the reports are that they're both coming back shortly after the All-Star break. Um, it It's not, again, a concrete timetable, similar to Shea Gilchrist-Alexander. Um, Miles Turner was reported to be back soon after the All-Star break, was the direct quote, and that was on February 12th, so... Uh, nearly a couple of weeks ago, so hopefully in the next um, you know week or so we'll have a firmer idea of his timetable. He's a tough one to hold because, like Shay, um, it, it'll be annoying. He'll be in and out. I reckon there's going to be phantom injuries, rest days, monitored minutes. So whilst I like to hold on to him. If we like find out in the next couple of days or, or in the next week or so that he's still another two or three weeks away, then I think you can drop him. But it is still a bit more vague at the moment. So, what are your thoughts about Miles Turner and, and Malcolm Brogdon and their paces? Um, yeah, we kind of touched on, especially uh, Turner previously, just for being on shutdown watch. At this point, you could go either way. It's fifty-fifty. You have to hold on to him because he could be back. There was a left foot injury a few weeks ago. Um, you would like to see him run, get some chemistry, maybe with Halliburton and some of the new guys they brought over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, they're obviously tanking. They want to lose games. So it's it's a hard one. Um, it could be the Shea of last season. They will be pretty cautious with him. Brogdon, I, honestly, he's been out for a long time now. Maybe they just keep him out and just make sure he's healthy. Um, there's no real... I mean, it was the Achilles, the sore Achilles. Um, yeah. So th- there is argument, obviously, to be pretty... Um, conservative on on that front. So uh, if you're an owner there, like um, in some leagues, he's still he's. I think he has been dropped, um, and, I, and I don't quite blame people. Uh, I'm looking at Miles Turner now in fantasy. For some reason, saying his preseason rank was 111, that seems very wrong. Yeah, um, I don't think he was. Uh, yeah, I think there's some whack. Uh, but his rank right now, now it's um, 26 on a per game basis, and it's based on those blocks. If you had him, um, he was putting up good field goals as well. It's, it's hard to replace someone like that. Uh, with, with the 2.8 blocks a game. Yeah, obviously, um, Turner's obviously the bigger fancy player there. And obviously, someone in terms of the paces are much more... You could see him sticking around for next year. Um, I don't know if I, I... I can't see Malcolm Brogdon being part of this team's future. So I don't think they're going to really care too much about prioritizing him for minutes and things like that, even when he does come back. So if we do get more information in the next couple of days that he's out another week or two, again, if he's like one of your injured players that's a bit further back in the timetables. I'd be I'd be okay with moving on from him. 
with Halliburton there, he's a bit of a loser anyway in terms of his value. Turner, obviously, I'd be holding until I get more information, um, but it is a tough one because it's just there's so so unclear and the direction of this this roster and this organization uh, makes you worried about shutdowns and random rest days. But obviously, Turner's too valuable to sort of just uh, drop when when he could be coming back. Um, soon after the break. So um, cross your fingers for that one. When he does come back, obviously a lot of those guys we've been talking about, Isaiah Jackson, Goga, um, Jalen, all those guys, even Brissett to a certain extent, um, take a bit of a hit. And obviously Brogdon coming back will, will impact Halliburton. Um, someone uh, who's the rookie, what's the rookie's name? I'm having a blank. Um, Duarte. Yeah, Duarte. Chris Duarte. Yeah, he might even be a droppable candidate. Do you reckon if Brogdon comes back that, that you could drop Duarte? Um, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Um, I mean, he's not great anyway. He can play the three, so you could keep an eye on it. Um, but this also injured right now. Yeah, uh, he's, <laughs> uh, he's like a sore, sore big toe. Um, I think he'll be back. Like you've got the likes of TJ McConnell, and um, he's obviously been out for a very long time now. They're yeah. a buddy um, who I keep kind of forgetting. So he he does demand some minutes now yeah. with the injuries. He's been putting up like 40 minutes a game. Yeah. Um, but Duarte does have a he does have an injury right now. It is quite minor. I'd probably yeah. still keep hold of him then. Yeah, um, I, I probably would too. I, I think I think just like I, I can't remember who we mentioned before, but like oh, it was Maxi. Like keep a hold of him, but like just be aware that he might end up being like the worst player in your team. And if you need to stream that spot, it's not the end of the world. Um, so, but just just keep that on. But but hold him until you have more more concrete information. Let's fly through these last few guys. Um, Kristaps Porzingis. Is reportedly going to make his debut on the 25th, which is the first game after the All-Star break. Um, so, look, the, the shutdown doesn't look like it's happening at this stage. It's likely going to impact a few different players. Uh, Daniel Gafford, Thomas Bryant, Danny Avdia. Although Danny Avdia, I'm not too sure about. He's been he's playing really well. Uh, I'm very interested to see where Pozingas is playing and where he, if he's playing four or five or how they're going to use that rotation. Uh, how, how do you see it playing out when uh, KP's back? Um, I think as a fantasy owner, it's a big win that he is playing because yep. obviously you got to have to keep a pretty steady eye on him because he will be on, on shutdown watch if anything does happen. Yeah. Uh, but he should be the number one option. He should be the number one scoring option. Obviously, Bradley Beal is out for the season. Um, yep. I would expect big things for him. Um, honestly, I, I'd be pretty excited to see what he puts up. Yeah, I think I think as a Kristaps uh, side of things goes, he should be he should be getting a lot of offense going through him. There's not a whole lot of offense on this roster to be honest at all. Um, you know, you got Kyle Kuzma, who's basically their main dude right now. So uh, I think on a per game basis, he's going to be a winner. But again, similar like some of these other guys, a few annoying injuries is all it's going to take to sort of derail his his end of the season. But obviously, you've got to hold on to him and just cross your fingers that doesn't happen. Um, let's touch on some of the guys that are affected. What, I want to touch on Denny Avdia in particular. What do you think about KP's impact on Avdia's... Um, minutes and where he's going to be playing because he's been he's been someone who's been playing really well recently um he's been getting a lot of rebounds coming off the bench but still putting up maybe 30 minutes a game what, what do you think about Avdia is is he impacted by Chris Stapps or is it more the big guys in Gafford and Bryant um I think there will be a slight impact there the good thing about Avdia is he is quite um he can play actually a lot of positions he can play even the two guards he can handle um they, they even said um, you, you said last time that they're going to potentially run some plays through him yeah. as a bit of a point. There hasn't been so much well. point guard stuff going on, but he's definitely getting more of a run. Yeah, it just really depends how, like the the defensive side of things, just may not make a lot of sense on, on a lot of lineups because mm. 
it, with Kristaps and Kuzma out there, um, you probably say that should be a four or five punch. And then you got people like Gafford and, and Thomas Bryant still in town. Yeah. And, and Avdi is kind of like that similar body to, to Kuzma. Where he's obviously a big guy in the perimeter, can hit the shot, make some plays. Um, but it, yeah, the defensive aspect, it, it, it's hard to know how that's going to work. So based on that, there are, there are question marks. Yeah, I mean they've been um, running, they've been running uh, lineups of Kuzma, Avdia, and Thomas Bryant. So if they they obviously don't give a shit about defense too much, to be honest. So um, <laughs> that that's a positive at least going in Avdia's direction that they don't really seem to care. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I think the Thomas Bryant experiment this year hasn't really worked out for them very well. So and, and he's not under contract with them next year. He's actually a free agent. So I don't, I don't really see them prioritizing. I know I keep saying that, and they keep giving him bloody minutes over Daniel Gafford. But Gafford's the one that got the extension. Bryant is not on their team next year. I don't think at all. So it stands to reason that they're going to try and build for the future. There's often like a reset, like a reevaluation period at the All Star break. So. I'm still clinging on to the fact that I think Bryant's going to be the one that's going to be out of the rotation. You'll still have Gafford coming off the bench and maybe Porzingis starting at the five. Uh, and then Avdia's still that like six-man kind of role. So I still think he's going to hold value, but maybe the like big rebound numbers that we've been seeing might take a slight hit. Um, but someone who, you've, if you've picked up, I would still just wait a few games and see how you go. Uh, but that's why I've been sort of prioritizing a few other guys over Avdia in terms of the waiver wire acquisitions because I'm just not sure how Chris Stapps is going to impact him when he's back. Um, but we will see, hopefully, uh, on the 25th when KP's back. Uh, let's talk about Draymond Green, another guy in your Dynasty League who's another injured player. Uh, he said he's going to be out um, basically another three to four weeks at least. So, again, he looks like he is going to be a drop pretty much unless your fantasy players start a lot later or if you, again, if you have a completely healthy team and you can store him on IR and not affect your team. But uh, he's someone who, like a few other guys we mentioned, I would be fine with you dropping him um, just because he's, he's not going to come back anytime soon. Yeah, sad but true. Um, that's the situation, and, and I feel like, Golden State have, have locked in pretty much the two or three seed. It's really this Memphis. Yeah. I've been at their toes there. So there's no real great deal to, to rush him because yeah, that's right. Phoenix are about five games ahead. That's something pretty, pretty crazy. Um, that being said, the Chris Paul being out will affect it. Maybe they do try and make a push. But I, I think Golden State are pretty happy just to I think so. um, chill, just let Draymond ha- have some rest, make sure he's healthy for the playoffs yeah. where they're looking to make a bit of a push. So yeah. as a fantasy owner, that does suck. Um, he's got that. Gave you good defensive stats um, with about eight assists a game. Uh, led that team in assists. So it does hurt, but it isn't a team where um, everyone did decide to go down an injury. So it was a bit of a lost cause for me on that. <laughs> we, we know he fits the punt points build. Yeah, um, That's what he's there for. At, at this point, you just have to get rid of him um, on your fantasy roster and and try and get someone else. Stream, stream a few players. Yeah, it does suck. It does suck because those assists are hard to replace off the waiver wire. Um but yeah, I think, yeah, like you said, they're, they're obviously their goal is the playoffs. They want to win in the playoffs, so they're not going to rush him back. Even when he does come back, I can easily see them ramping up his minutes quite slowly just to make sure that he's fit and firing for the, for the playoffs and, and nothing else. So, um, you know, assess your team, assess who else you've got injured on your roster. If you've got other players coming back before him, then, then he's probably come playoff time. Uh, someone you can you can feel okay dropping if, if that's what it takes. Let's move on to the last guy we'll talk about today. Oh, the second last guy. We'll mention one guy at the end. John Collins. He um, he had a, a bit of a foot thing going on. Is, was it a foot thing? Um, basically, there was an update today that he, he's still not running. He's not participating in practice. Um, I think before the All-Star break, the thought was that he was going to come back straight after, but it looks like he's going to be out a bit longer. Um, so... Mm-hmm. 
Bit of, bit of news there. See how this affects the team. I think, obviously, uh, Gallinari is the streamer there. Obviously, not going to give you the same stats that John Collins is, but obviously one of the few free-throw percentage-boosting players that we can pick up off the waiver wire. Um, and also, I think that someone like Anyeka Okongwu also is a slight winner in this situation as well. Is anyone else you think, or maybe Capella as well, gets a bit of a boost? Um, anything else that you think that this affects from John Collins being out? And how long do you expect him to be, him to be out? Um, yeah, firstly, I think you mentioned the guys that would benefit. Uh, Capella, a bit of a buff, I guess. Um, but then, yeah, on Yeka, I think she gets some more time. And, and Gallinari will start. And Gallinari is definitely a guy that I think should be rusted in most leagues right now. He can really carry you in free three percentage. Um, and now that he's got, um, I guess, some, some more minutes locked in in that side lineup, he'll get threes. He can get some points as well. Um, low turnovers. So people should definitely go pick him up. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty sad for John Collins fans. It's, he's on one of my pun assist builds. I think that is where he's best molded to. And, and at this point, it makes me a bit, a bit concerned. Um, You've had a rough go. You've had a rough go with injuries this year, haven't you, Cal? I'm, I'm doing well, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, that team had Anthony Davis and, and my pun assist build as well. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and that has hurt me. Yeah, yeah. No, not a rough go. And then obviously you have the Rashawn Holmes and everything. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. yeah, rough time to be on Callum's fantasy team. So, <laughs> yeah, the opponent's just build is hurting this year. Yeah, um, yeah, those all, guys are all big, big punishes. All those big guys, for sure. yeah, all those big guys getting going down. Um, but yeah, I think uh, it's it's tough. Like obviously, not being able to do any running or practice at all, like that's not a good sign, man. And like, I don't know what this Hawks team is doing. That I think that they're still still obviously in the play in hunt, but they're obviously under underperforming expectations. I'm just checking. Where they are in the standings currently right now, um, I know that they I think were they're in the play-in around the tenth spot. Yeah, so they're currently sitting in tenth right now, and the the teams yeah. below them are Washington and New York. So obviously, there's not too much in terms of a threat beneath them, but they're only one game ahead of Washington, uh, four games ahead of the Knicks. So I would still pick them to make it in there, obviously, with with players like Trey Young um, leading the team. But I don't know, man, like. There's, there's just always a bit of noise around, like, John Collins in particular in Atlanta that he might just take a little bit longer coming back to um, back to the court than we would initially expect. So um, I don't know if Gallinari is a must-roster player. He obviously gives you a few specific things, but uh, I do think that he's someone worth streaming in, especially if you need those threes and free throw percentage. All right, and the last guy we want to just touch on, just just shout-out to this guy uh, and shout-out to this organization, really, Jonathan Isaac. Um <laughs> No news, not, nothing to report, but just want to remind you guys that he's he's out there. He's 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 out there. I, at least I think he is. Do do you know if he's still alive, Cal? Have you you heard anything about? I don't John? know. I think at this point we have to consider if he is a unicorn. Yeah, like um, a like a myth, like like a yeah, not. like Pazingas was a unicorn for a while. Maybe Jonathan Isaac is the new the new unicorn. Does he exist? Yeah, he's bringing. I'm not too sure. The last update on him was the 26th of November. Uh, so we're, we're tracking yeah. back a quarter. Of a year, unfortunately. And, and that goes for Marco Foltz, uh, his magic teammate yep. as well. So they're obviously keeping it pretty quiet in that organization while they tank for a uh, high draft pick. Yeah, they're bringing a new, a new meaning to the, uh, the, the phrase fantasy players because uh, they might just be our, our fantasy. We might not even think that they're real. So shout out to you, uh, Orlando Magic, Jonathan Isaac, and Marco Foltz. Uh, excellent reporting. We've got... Uh, last year we had Jaron Jackson Jr. This year we've got Jonathan Isaac. So there seems to be one every year. So uh, shout out to NBA teams and reporting 
your injuries. Let's um, let's wrap it up there, Cal. If you are liking the content, make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to all our podcasts. Uh, give the video a big thumbs up and let us know if you have any questions going into the fantasy playoffs uh, and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.